You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 94. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. So if you just found me, welcome. I'm really glad that you did. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk all about why you should not believe everything you think, a really important topic. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a coaching group that helps you pursue your goal of eliminating emotional eating, also losing that extra weight and bringing more happiness into your life with me as your coach and a wonderful group of women just like you for support and accountability. So be sure to check the show notes when we're finished for more information on the Freedom Group. And since we're getting close to episode 100, if you're listening to this in real time when it was published, check the show notes also to learn about a big contest that I'm having with a great giveaway of my podcast study guide. So be sure to check that out before you finish. Now let's get started with today's coaching session. Here's what we're going to cover today. Remember the subject is why you shouldn't believe everything you think. You know, you probably know that we all have a tendency to assume that everything we think is simply the truth. Just like we used to think that everything we read was the truth, and now we know that we can't believe everything we read or everything we hear, even if it's on television, even if it's on the internet, and even if it's in the newspaper. But this really is not true. It's not true that everything we think is the truth. So today, we're going to take a look at how your thoughts come about to be and to see where your assumptions about your thoughts might come from. We're going to learn the truth about your thoughts, and I'm going to help you get in the habit of questioning your thoughts and not just buying into them and exactly how this is accomplished. So let's start. Where do your thoughts come from? We take in through all of our different senses, everything that happens around us. We see things, we hear things, our memory is reminded of certain past events by something we're looking at or we're hearing or we're experiencing. So things happen all the time and we can't really control what the things in our environment trigger in our mind, but they do trigger things in our mind. And when they do, they bring up all kinds of thoughts. And these thoughts cross through our mind, almost like a moving picture show, like a movie in our mind. And we have no control over what comes in, but we do have control over what we pay attention to. In the moment, however, when you're having a whole bunch of thoughts, it just seems like this is reality. And something happens in our environment, we interpret what's happening, and based on our past, on our experience, all our deep beliefs that we have, we use these as filters 
through which we interpret what's happening in the world. So our brains search our database of our mind to make sense of what's happening. And remember, in cognitive behavioral psychology, it follows a sequence every time. Something happens in the world, we have a thought about it, which is also another way of saying our interpretation of it. And then that interpretation creates our feeling and our feelings lead us to take action or not. And all of that leads us to a result. So this is how your thoughts come about. When you think a thought frequently and over a period of time, that thought becomes a belief, which is really just a bigger or deeply ingrained thought. So our thoughts come through us and we tend to assume that everything we think is real. We assume that all of our thoughts are true. We assume that the way we view the world is factual that that is just the way it is. So if something happens to you and you feel upset, you may assume that this is just the way it is. Of course I'm upset. There's nothing I can do about it. Look what happened. But the reality is something happened and you're assuming that because you feel upset about it, you're making the connection between what happened and your feeling, but you're forgetting one very important thing. In between what happened and your feeling is the part that you have some control over, and that is how you interpret what happens. So in your life, you allow your thoughts to lead to your moods. Your moods eventually are what create your whole life. So if your moods help create the reality of your life, then you're assuming that what you're thinking is true. That's a really big assumption. And the word today is to use caution in making the assumption that everything you think is real or true, because it's not, because there's that intermediary filter in there of your thoughts that determine how you look at things and whether you think they're good or bad. And remember, all of that leads to a mood and that leads to your actions, and that gives you your life. The reason I want you to look at your assumptions that what you think and what you feel is just the truth, just reality, is that if you cannot step back and see where your power is, and that power lies in the way that you're thinking about whatever happened, then you are dependent and hoping that all is good in your world. And that is so out of our control. Imagine that everything that happens in life, in work, in relationships with other people, we have so little control over everything that happens outside of us. So if we're thinking that if something happens and that makes us happy or unhappy, and that's just the way it is, we're really giving our power away and we're believing whatever we feel, whatever we think, and we're forgetting that it's our thoughts that are inserted in there that have a lot of say in what we're doing and what we're thinking and what we're feeling. I want you to understand that sequence of events so that you understand how you make the leap. I think it so it's true.
or I feel it so it's true. And this is what we're saying today is not true. You think it, so that is your version of what happened. And you feel it because you're thinking it. So here's the thing. When something happens, you have this very quick fleeting thought about it that produces your mood, your emotions, your feelings. When you have a feeling, it could be a great feeling or a not so great feeling. But when you have a feeling, your feelings feel real. They make you sad or happy or nervous or worried or excited. Whatever they are, they feel real. The reason your feelings feel so real is that they are. Whenever we have a thought, our thoughts lead to an emotion that we experience in our body. But the emotion is totally dependent on what you're thinking. So if you believe that everything that pops into your mind is reality, and then that reality, in quotes, your reality, creates a feeling, the feeling is going to totally feel real. It is real, but it's based on something that's not. That's the key distinguisher here. You shouldn't believe everything you think because then all of your emotions will be dependent on whatever it is you're believing in that moment. And it may simply not be true. There are so many different perspectives for looking at life. And all of us, in a sense, are putting on the glasses, the filter at which we're looking at life based on past experience, our history, where we come from, our genetics, so many different things. So if we allow our happiness to be determined by what we're feeling and thinking, we're really missing the boat because we're acting then that moods just come upon us and we have no choice. If we wake up sad one day, we tell ourselves that we have no choice, but we do. And that's where I want you to say, the feeling is real. The feeling you're feeling feels real and is real but it's based on a story that you're just used to thinking. So I want you to work backwards and assume that because this feeling is real, you're assuming that the thought behind it is real. This is why it's important to learn to question your thoughts, especially if you're feeling a feeling that you don't like. If you're feeling a feeling that you don't like or that's not leading you where you want to go, you need to remember that your feeling is always caused by what you're thinking. You don't want to live at the mercy of the world around you and every person around you to determine whether your mood is good or not, because your mood creates your life. Your mood determines what you do. So if you're in a negative mood, I want you to work backwards and start thinking about where the mood came from. It didn't come from what's happening. It comes from what you're thinking about it. But the trick is to remember that the feeling will feel totally real and legitimate. You may be crying. You may be having an anxiety attack. Those are real emotions. They're real. But what's creating them is a thought that may not be true and definitely is optional. So how do we do this? How do we check out what we're thinking to decide 
whether we want to believe something or not. And why should we do it? You should experiment with looking at your feelings and deciding where they come from and are those thoughts really thoughts you want to keep because I want your experience of your life to be more objective, not based on old ways of looking at life. So there's basically four different things that you can do. One of them is to step back. And this is something we talk about a lot in the Freedom Group. When we're having a feeling that's uncomfortable, we remember that it's coming from a thought. It's not just coming out of the universe and it's not coming out of whatever happened. It's coming from whatever you think about what happened. So step back and just say this very simply, I'm a person having a thought. That will help you separate from what you're thinking and it will help you not react to it. It will make it more objective. You're a person having a thought, number one. Number two, you could question the thought. You could question what's behind your feeling. And this comes from The Work by Byron Katie. You can find her at thework.com. And Byron Katie has a set of four questions that help you question your thoughts. The purpose of this work is to give you perspective on what you're thinking about. There always are many ways of looking at things in life, but sometimes we get stuck in our own way and we're stuck in a loop of thinking a thought that creates a feeling that we don't like and we can't seem to get out of it. So she helps you question, is this true? And who would I even be if I couldn't think this thought? And that helps you see that it's not what's happening that's upsetting you, but it's your thought about it that's upsetting. So that's number two. Number three, you also can look at your thought and decide, is this a thought that serves me? Do I want to keep it or do I want to replace it? And even if you don't want to replace it, it simply helps to step back and see the connection between what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what you want to do. If your version of what you're thinking makes you feel good and you're not at a conflict with everything and everyone, you're probably okay. But if your version, your interpretation continually creates negative emotions, then I don't want you to just walk around with your fingers crossed, hoping that things go well so you could be peaceful. I don't want you hoping that other people do what you wish so that you can be happy. I want you to create your own happiness by being very objective about the way that you're thinking. There's one other method that is called the Sedona method, and you can look at that online also. And it's looking at your thought. It helps you see your thought as something that is separate from you. And I sometimes do this with my private clients on the phone. They'll have a thought that they can't seem to drop. They can't seem to step back from. And the thought is creating tremendous pain for them. And what I will tell them and what I will tell you is this. Think of something that is bothering you. And then pick up a pencil right now or a pen. And I want you to grip it really tight in your hand right now. 
keep the grip on it really tight. This is just to show you what it's like when you grip a thought in your mind, when you latch on to something, whether it makes you feel good or bad, whether you've practiced it so long it's become a belief, or you just woke up one day and this is how you're looking at life. That's your thought. And when you feel like you can't get rid of it, you can't get out of it, and you're going around in a circle with this thought, and you're telling yourself, this is just the way it is. I can't see it any other different way. Look at the pencil in your hand. Look at how tightly you're gripping it. And by the way, look at the effort that you're putting into gripping it tightly. That's energy that you're using up that could be used in other areas of your life. Now, I want you to gently start very slowly opening up your hand, gently relaxing your grip on the pencil and putting it down. You can identify your thought and you can put your thought down just like you put that pencil down. You can consciously make a choice to loosen your grip on what you're thinking and stop believing it just because it came into your mind and let it go. And when you do decide to put it down, then you'll find that your feelings that felt so real, so convincing are also loosened and are also weakened because you're not gripping the old belief so much. So just try it. So you can step back and see that you're a person having a thought. You can question your thought and see if there is possibly another perspective. Is this really true? You can also look at your thought and look at the feeling that it's creating and ask yourself if this is what you'd like to keep and continue to think and feel. Or you can visualize your thought as a concrete, tangible, physical thing like the pen that you're gripping and see that you have the power you have the ability to let it go and to consciously choose to disbelieve some of the things that you're thinking, particularly if they don't make you feel good. I want you to remember that your mind creates your version of the world. You create a way of looking at life and then you create a way of living your life all based on your thoughts. So here's a little example. Your friend forgets a date that she made with you. That's the fact. And you think something like, she shouldn't do that, or she just doesn't care about me. And those two thoughts create, the first one, she shouldn't do that, might create anger. The second thought, she doesn't care, might create hurt. These two feelings feel so real, but they're only real because, well, let me back up. They are real. They're definitely real, but they're not based on fact. The only fact is that your friend forgot a date. Your interpretation is in between what happened and you feeling anger or hurt. This is where I want you to distance yourself and separate from your feeling and question it or release it or change it or see it as optional. But remember, since your actions are always based on your feeling, I don't want you to act based on a negative feeling. I want you to step back and see what's going on first. In case you're wondering how you might look at a situation like that differently, because you may be saying, 
But that is the reality. If my friend forgot a date with me, she doesn't care about me. Or she shouldn't do that. She just shouldn't do that. And you're thinking that way of thinking is a fact. But here's an option. You could also think, I wonder what happened. I hope she's okay. And if you thought things like that, your feelings would be more like concern or curiosity. And everything else that follows from those kind of feelings will be softer and will be easier on you. This is it for our lesson today, for our coaching session today. And here's what I want you to think about this coming week. We can almost guarantee that in the week, something will come up and you will find yourself experiencing a negative feeling, almost guaranteed. But when this happens, don't be upset. This is life. But you're going to get better and better at disbelieving some of the things you're thinking. And in order to do that, when you notice the negative feeling, I want you to work backwards and see what actually happened, what were the facts, and then in between the facts and your feeling, I want you to figure out what you were thinking and see where it could be optional. You are a person having a thought about what happened. Is it necessarily true? Do you need to hold on to it? Can you see the connection between the thought and your mood? And I want to leave you with the thought that you shouldn't always believe everything you think and certainly not everything you feel. So you know now what you're going to stay focused on. I want you to check the show notes when you have a moment and see if the Freedom Group is something that you're interested in. Don't forget to get a copy of my free downloadable book. It's available if you'd like a hard copy on Amazon, but there's a free copy just for you in the show notes. So check that out and see the other ways that you and I might connect. Coming next week will be details about as we approach our hundredth episode, thanks to you for so many wonderful followers and comments and questions that has given me the desire to keep going and keep coaching you and keep helping you, there will be a special giveaway of my podcast study guides. So check in for more details. And that's about it. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on that emotional eating and the binge eating step by step until they both become something you used to do because I know that's your ultimate goal. For now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I'll see you back here next week.